Some have sent down through history. If you last, it's a mystery. But I guess they don't know what they're talking about. From the mountains down to the sea, you've become such a habit with me. America, America. Hey, it's Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. This is a special uh, Valley navel-gazing that we're doing. I'm here with Ethan Fry. Hello. Recording this uh, 4 o'clock Friday, August 12th, so I'll apologize in advance. If we're punchy, it's been a long week. We're going to listen to the Ansonia Board of Aldermen meeting from uh, Tuesday night, uh, during which a dispute broke out among uh, Ansonia GOP Board of Aldermen members over how or who to uh, vote to replace two vacancies on, uh, you know, I'm sounding, my, my grammar's not good here, I apologize. What, what happened at this meeting, Ethan? The, they fought over who would be appointed to the two vacancies that have been on the board for uh, a couple months now. A while, the mayor had his picks, and one of his picks was arrested, mm-hmm. so that pick dropped out, and then uh, certain, I guess, Phil Tripp or whomever on the board of Alderman has their own picks. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to explain real quickly why we didn't write a story Wednesday. Uh, you know, I don't want to get out there that uh, we're trying to suppress <laughs> the news. Uh, we covered Tuesday night a primary in Shelton. Uh, State Rep. Jason Perillo uh, faced a primary challenge from Ruth Parkins, and um, we decided to cover that. I did a video and took terrible photos. Ethan actually covered it. There was another thing going on where uh, the Valley Community Foundation and Griffin Hospital and the Naugatuck Valley Health District teamed up to unveil or give us a sort of sneak peek of this health study, this comprehensive health study of the Valley that's going to be released in the fall. I sent a freelancer to that, so I decided to skip the Board of Aldermen meeting that night. The agenda, I I don't know, it didn't jump out at me. It looked like a bunch of things on there had already been discussed and, and, and anyway that's why we didn't cover it you can't and, be everywhere. and they're videotaped and put on youtube so or so we thought to be continued <laughs> right yeah, yeah let's go so anyway i just wanted to offer uh that explanation we can't cover everything and we miss stuff all the time uh, and it'll we'll continue but anyway uh ethan went earlier this week and uh, got the audio yeah ethan actually wrote a story uh but i thought this was you know th- my opinion I guess opinion or, or, or observation here was that uh, you know there seems to be I, I don't know if the if this fight is a symptom really of something that's going on within the Republican Party uh, you know I, I, I thought it was more than just this dispute uh, anyway with with that being said let's uh, start to play the audio let's see if this works this is the beginning of the meeting administrative note. Uh, this meeting is dictated oh, actually, by Section 14. It's a, technically, it was a special meeting before the regular meeting, so just, just wanted to note that. Okay, and Sorry. that was, uh, that's okay, that's uh, Phil Tripp you hear speaking. And one thing we should point out, that the, this tape recorder is like right under Phil Tripp's uh, hands, essentially, so he sounds really loud compared mm-hmm. to everybody else. Three of the city charter, and as agreed upon on the 8th of December, as per a motion by Joan Radin, this uh, meeting is also governed by Robert's Rules of Order. All right, with that in mind, we are filling two vacancies on the Board of Aldermen one in the fourth ward and one in the sixth ward. 
At this time, I would like to ask if there are any nominations for Alderman in the fourth ward. Alderman Raiden, please. I'd like to uh, nominate Keith Maynard. Second. Seconded by Mr. Castellano. Now, I'm interrupting. So that was Joan Raiden nominating Keith Maynard. Keith Maynard was a former member of the board of Alderman. I believe he was a, a, a Democrat, Democrat. Yep. Uh, on the board. Uh, he resigned his seat when he was arrested on domestic violence charges, for which he was later uh, convicted and sent to jail. And he's, uh, he's, now he's I'm uh, sorry. Now he's unaffiliated. He's, he's, he's unaffiliated. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Joan Raiden's a Dem uh, Republican. I'm Republican, sorry. Republican. Yeah. Uh, nominating him. Are there any other nominations for all? I'm going to call a point of order. Okay, Mr. Vaccaro. Well, according to the charter, the mayor has to do you a point. All right, so here's what, th this is sort of the, the, the essence, this is right to the point of, of this debate. Lori Vaccaro, a Republican member of the board of aldermen, said, uh, well, no, you guys, the aldermen can't uh, fill these vacancies. You have to go with who the mayor wants. Is that essentially what the... Well, he's saying the, the mayor has the, the power of, of nominating... Um, and uh, like he goes on to read part of the charter that says the mayor can nominate people. Okay, and then so Trip comes back and says, you know, reads another part of the charter that says uh, it's up to the alderman. Okay, so I'll shut up for a little bit and just let it play. Uh, Mr. Vaccaro, I would like to redirect you to section 143 of the city charter. Okay, I have an excerpt right here. Okay, matter of fact, I'll just read it from the city charter itself. City Charter, Section 143, Filling Vacancies in Elective Offices. When any vacancy shall occur in any elective office of said city, the Board of Aldermen, this group, having been duly called together for that purpose by the city clerk, shall proceed by ballot to fill said vacancy. If in the office of the mayor, one of said aldermen shall be elected, that's if something happens to the mayor, hopefully not. If from any other elective office than from the free men of said city, that means any other alderman, all right? A plurality of ballots. I just want to point out, free men of every city. So that's an old section of the charter. Well, that, yeah, this is something I pointed out uh, before the last year's election um, when they had a couple of Democratic aldermen resign during like the uh, you know, four years ago, essentially, um, the all the you know, in a lot of charters, it says like if it's you know one party, they have to be replaced with somebody by this from the same party, in the same ward, uh, presumably. But the Ansonia Charter does not say that. So you know, if if somebody in the sixth ward leaves the board of aldermen, technically, you could appoint a person from the first ward to replace them. So or, the and it doesn't matter what party they are, et cetera, et cetera. So the way to resolve this dispute is just to have a charter revision commission take a look at it i guess and, mm. and, well, and then they have they've they've done that recently but uh they didn't did not get catch this part that one. i mean they like they did a, a scrub of the charter but did not uh, a little more elbow grease needed i guess all right i'll shut up again i apologize and you should probably look up because uh, i'm going to ask you to go uh, in your in, in the article that you wrote that's uh, probably live by the time we do this but i wanted to talk about uh you know, this is this has been long simmering. This is the this is the biggest yes, dispute yeah, the yeah, Republicans yeah. have had with each other in public, uh, but it wasn't out of the blue. Mm -hmm. So I'll shut up and then ask you about that. 
sufficient to elect, and the person or persons so elected shall fill the unexpired term or terms and perform all the duties pertaining to said office. Mr. Picaro, I can't see how it could be any more clear than that. Well, are you familiar with Section 8 of this entire, Mr. Tripp? Oh, why don't you enlighten us? I certainly will elucidate you. Section 8, item number 15, under the mayor's duties, the mayor making nominations for appointment to the city's various boards and commissions to fill any vacancies created therein not otherwise provided for by this charter. The mayor making nominations. For the Boards and commissions, and we do that all the time. We approve his appointees. This specifically states section 143, the Board of Aldermen. Aldermen. I made my um, point of order. All right, and I made my decision. We will proceed. Do you have a nomination, Mr. Picaro? Does somebody else have a nomination? Discussion, please. Discussion by Mr. Patrick Henry. Just say that uh, Mr. Vicaro has pointed out two sections in conflict. There's a law that's called the latent ambiguity, but this board needs uh, to proceed to resolve. Is there a Okay, I was just going to interrupt there because that was uh, they, Pat Henry asked for, Alderman Pat Henry mm -hmm. uh, asked for an opinion from Corporation Counsel John Marini. Mm -hmm. Who didn't really seem to give an opinion from he just said he stated well, yeah, what was he happening. said that there there seems to be some sort of conflict between those two parts of the charter but that the alderman I, I forget his exact words could proceed to resolve it or something like that and uh as you'll hear trip as president you know resolves it in in the interpretation that uh and you know he, he says you know this is how i interpret it and he's not challenged by uh, by anyone on okay. that. Okay, and so this is a power struggle. Second nomination for Alderman in the fourth ward. More discussion, Mr. President. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Henry. Uh, as far as I knew, the agenda calls for reviewing the mayor's appointees. There's nothing in an agenda that says we're taking nominations for any other names other than that have been submitted. Uh, Mr. Patrick Henry, I'm looking at yes. notice of special meeting. Specifically, it states to fill vacancy the board will vote to elect a registered voter as alderman in the fourth ward and sixth ward city of Ansonia in accordance with section 143. It cannot be any more concise or clear. I don't understand your question. Mr. DeLibro. Yes, sir. Um, I find it very annoying that people in the audience continue to make remarks about everything that's going on here. I find that very disturbing. I, and I ask you, please ask the audience to refrain making any comments. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't hear that, but if I can ask the audience to please uh, uh, limit their uh, talking. Thank you. Anybody else? Do I? Mr. Vaccaro. I believe nominations are supposed to be made 72 hours prior to a meeting per charter. Uh, I, once again, Mr. Vaccaro, I go back to section 143 of the city charter. So you don't agree with the 72 hours? Uh, Mr. Vaccaro, it does not say 72 hours in there. Section 143 of the city charter. It's very specific. A meeting was called. I asked for uh, nominations, and that's exactly what this city charter says, Mr. McCall. Okay, that's your interpretation. Yes, it is. Thank you. I will um, nominate Marco Oyora for Fourth uh, Ward Alderman of 27 Day Street as per the mayor's uh, written nomination submitted 72 hours in advance. Okay, Ethan, the. That's Lawyer Vaccaro. Who mm -hmm. is he nominating? Vaccaro, we should, if you've probably figured it out by now, is a close ally of the mayor. He's nominating Carl Ayora, a fourth ward unaffiliated voter, 
to you know to be uh, to compete essentially with Maynard for uh, in the election to the to the board. How do you say his last name? Ayora, I believe it is. And was he replacing the gentleman who was arrested on? That he replaced him as the mayor's nominee. Gotcha. Okay, I wasn't familiar with that. Is sorry. I will go back to the thing. Noted. So noted. Mr. Cassetti, second. Mr. Stowe. I, uh, I would like to make it aware to the public, uh, Mr. Aora owes almost $8,000 in WPCA back fees, and that is the main reason why there's two candidates right now for that disposition. Is there any other further discussion? Is there any other further discussion? I believe Mr. Aora has uh, taken steps with the sheriff to alleviate those uh, tax uh, so noted, Mr. Vaccaro. Is there any other discussion? Mr. Stowe, please. With all due respect, in all civility, an $8,000 back, back fees, for the, and I'm on the WPCA, and this is one of the reasons I, I have a problem with it. Um, when you owe that kind of money and the interest you're paying, and even if you're paying it now, it's going to take over a year for this to get paid. Anything can happen. It's not fair to the individuals that we've, because we have the sheriff that has been going around doing collections for us over the past couple of years. We've been very successful with it. Uh, what kind of message does it say for us at the WPCA to all of a sudden, you know, to let somebody who owes that kind of money be a servant right now? I think that when Mr. Aor uh, gets his business cleared up, and I think he should run for election in the fourth quarter. Thank you. Okay, so that was Alderman Charlie Stowe, and hopefully you could hear him. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if he's picked up. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, uh, just background noise. Because what do they tape the, or what do they put that tape recorder like? Right. Uh, I would, it probably was yeah between you know uh, where Phil Tripp sits at the head of the sort of dais and the recording secretary, and Charlie Stowe is on the opposite side. Yeah, and, and we should we should point out Alderman that yeah it's not a, it's not our tape. I, yeah, we yeah, probably yeah. didn't say that. This is from the recording secretary because uh, we weren't in attendance. And while there are microphones directly in front of every alderman they have a habit of leaning back like you know five oh, feet yeah. from them when they're talking which is annoying and actually during the the last uh, last month's meeting somebody in the audience you know rose and actually noted that and i i clapped a couple times for that comment D- derby's the Lost same way my objectivity sorry derby's board of aldermen has microphones uh now because there's a lot of whispering yeah, yeah and there's yeah. a lot of like or just people will, will talk and it, it was a great Little thing. Meetings within meetings. Right, so, meetings, you know. yeah. Yeah, but they, they never use them. All right, back to the tape. Is there any other discussion? Third and final time, is there any other discussion? Mr. President. Mr. DeLibro. Yes, I, I would request a roll call vote on these nominations, please. Mr. DeLibro, as per Robert's rule of order, which we all agreed to on the 8th of December, I am proceeding by Robert's Rules of Order, which was agreed to on the 8th of December. It calls when there is more than one candidate, there be a ballot. That is Robert's Rules of Order, which everyone agreed to. Robert's Rules also allows for a roll call vote, correct? Right? 
elections. Robert's Rules of Order. Okay, elections are commonly conducted by the ballot, by the ballot, under the procedure described in a previous chapter. If only one candidate has been nominated for an office, the chair simply declares the nominee elected, which is referred to as an election by acclamation, unless the election bylaws require a ballot vote. But we are going by Robert's Rules of Order. In which case, said vote must be conducted. On any ballot, write-in votes may be cast for any eligible person, even though he or she has not been nominated. If no candidate receives a majority, balloting continues, retaining his candidates who do not voluntarily withdraw. An election becomes final when the chair announces the result of the candidate is present and does not decline or is absent, but is previously considered to serve. Otherwise, it becomes final when an absent candidate is notified and does not immediately decline. If the one elected declines, balloting continues until someone is willing to accept and receives the majority. If there is no different provision in the bylaws, a candidate takes office as soon as his or her election becomes final. Organizations often prefer to provide for new officers and assume office in the closing meeting in which they are elected at some later time. Robert's Rules of Order, which we all agreed to on the 8th of December. I am going to stay with this. Is there any further discussion? Mr. Vaccaro. I believe we can demand the roll call vote. Could you look up roll call vote with Robert's Rules, please? See if we can demand it. Okay, I'm just going to pause it for a moment here. This, I mean, we've invited, I mean, we just invited both, what, Mayor Cassetti and uh, President Tripp to come in, uh, perhaps, and, and talk about what's happening uh, within the city. But uh, I, I'm confused as to why they're so concerned about Robert's rules of order. I've seen this, like, elsewhere in local government. I mean, Robert's Rules of Order is just supposed to be something that helps you run a meeting efficiently. Mm -hmm. It's it's really good for condo boards. Uh, I'm surprised to hear it. I, why would he not want a roll call vote? Is yeah, this I, 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 I didn't get this whole, you know, interlude here. Uh, you know, I yeah, it's it's bizarre to me. And they ended up they end up doing a roll call vote which is, after I mean, all of this. Because it of seems like he's suggesting it should be by ballot but i'm assuming i mean would the public be able to know how people voted is this a way to like yeah and then like that obviously would not fly i don't you know oh yeah because under foi which yeah. is you you, you know kicks you the butt of robert rules of order people voted yes right yeah and i think that's that's some i've seen that in other places where they'll they'll cite robert rules of order to no it doesn't trump I mean, the way yeah, you do Robert's in, Rules in of Order, it's, it's the most political part of it is the nomination process and not really like, you know, elect the, the election sort of process is pretty straightforward. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of a head scratcher. But All right. So here we go. President Tripp, I suggest we do a roll call vote. We always did. Uh, Mr. Cassetti, we, uh, as I should. said, it's for Joan Radin. Point of order, Mr. Blackwell has his cell phone out and is doing something. I would suggest uh, also Sheila has hers out and is doing something. I don't know who they're texting. Ladies and gentlemen, we already voted on cell phone usage at Board of Alderman meetings. It's already voted on by majority, and I have to respectfully request that people put their cell phones away. I'm just looking up uh, Robert's Rules of Order here in regards to a roll call vote. Yes. Please, unfortunately, I don't have a book in front of me like you do. Okay. Just reading up on it. Okay. And once you find it, you can enlighten us. 
Mr. President, you've already said we voted to uh, not have uh, cell phones or, or things like that. Right, it, there's no special exceptions. Well, I, I agree, Mr. Carroll. I'll, I'll bring mine in and I'll, I'll say it. it's important business as well. You have the Robert's rules in front of you? Yes, I do. No cell phones! I cannot find the section that Mr. Vaccaro is asking about unless you know where it is, Mr. Vaccaro. I've already read the section on elections. I think it's very specific. The Robert's Rules of Order, when there's more than one, requests a ballot. Okay. There seems to be a lot of uh, confusion. No one's really convinced either way. I wonder if we should put this off and get an outside arbitrator. Uh, Mr. Mr. I think we can handle our own business. I think we just need the vote. I mean, the people elected us to take responsibility and vote. This has already been delayed for a month or two, all right? I don't think the general public, the people we serve, is looking for any more delay. The people of the city of Ansonia demand resolution to this. They demand representation. People that are six wards are happy to wait. They're going to say a name? Is that how it's going to work? That's about it, correct? Let's see the name. I'll just point out. Who, yeah, the voice that? you hear, that's the recording secretary, okay. uh, Patricia Bruder, who's like, it, she has a computer where she records all the votes and stuff. She's, She's the, the actual one that, person that she has to figure this all out. Records the votes. So that's her asking Trip, you know, like what? What's the difference between a ballot and a, and a roll, roll call, call vote? Board. And I think they come to the conclusion that there really isn't one practically. Okay. Yeah, that was my question too. I wouldn't know. I, uh, this is interesting. Roll call in, in, in this context. All right. Roll call. I will entertain a motion to suspend Robert's Rules of Order and go with a roll call vote. I'll make that motion. Mr. Randy Carroll, second by Joan Radin. We will now proceed with the roll call vote. On which question? The question is, we have two names, Mr. Arroyo and Mr. Maynard. When your name is called, you will respond with one of those two names. Carol? Stowe? Maynard. Baccaro? Ayora. Janetti? Maynard. Caslitis? Maynard. Cassetti? Ayora. Raiden? Maynard. Henry? Ayora. Blackwell? Ayora. Delibro? Ayora. Tripp? Keith Maynard. Six. For Maynard, five for Arroyo. It's Maynard. <laughs> Mr. Stowe? Just for civility's sake, through the future days ahead, I want to make it perfectly clear. Any of these individuals can run for election next term and overturn anybody. And if they and if anyone here doesn't like the decisions that somebody voted, let's just say like I, they're perfectly 
uh, willing to, to you know, get, throw me out of my chair. You know, that's how I feel about it. Thank you, Mr. Stell. Uh, Alderman Raiden? Uh, President, I am. I'm very upset with Sheila. She's sitting over there with her cell phone, texting, or if you have to do that, please go out into the hallway. But don't text anybody. That's uh, she's uh, that's Joan Raiden, Fifth Ward Alder woman, and she's referring to Sheila O'Malley, the Economic Development Director. She sits sort of in in, in that row of mayoral advisors at meetings. Um, this all goes back to like several months ago. That like there were meetings, aldermen's meetings, where I guess some people thought that others were communicating via cell phone during the meeting. And I guess uh, and that's why they, they voted previously to bar cell phone use during the meetings. ...of our people, because they're not I'm supposed not to have I their cell phone. a lot more than text on the phone, John. I understand that, but if you're doing that, that's very rude to everybody in the room. We, especially the Board of Aldermen. Okay. Thank you. I'll just yell across the room to you, Sheila. Okay. Thanks. Uh, proceeding with our business, the state of business of this special meeting. Moving on to the sixth ward. Are there any nominations for aldermen in the sixth ward? Are there any nominations? Mr. Carroll, please. I nominate Josh Stewart. Second. Second by Mr. Joshua Stewart. S-H-U-A-R-T. Mr. Stowe, please. I would like to add... PhD. Thank, thank you, Mr. Stowe. So noted. Okay. And I will entertain a motion as how the aldermen wish to proceed. Mr. Stowe. Uh, Mr. You're Mr. Rovacarl. Are there any other nominations? Pardon me? Yeah, I, my, I'm moving along too quickly. Are there any other nominations for aldermen in the sixth ward? Mr. Rovacarl. I nominate Ralph Villers, chairman of um, the Cultural Commission. Is there a second on that? I'll second. By Mr. Blackwell. Are there any other nominations for Alderman in the Sixth Ward? Are the nominations. I have to say it three times, Randy. Just let me say it three times, please. Yeah. Second time, are there any other nominations for Alderman in the Sixth Ward? Third and final time, are there any other nominations for Alderman in the Sixth Ward? I hold my motion. Hearing none, seeing none, nominations closed. Discussion, please. Uh, discussion, Mr. Patrick Henry. Would you like to hear from the mayor about his, his nominee? If he wishes to opine, Ralph Villers is very involved in the community. He's a member of the Cultural Commission. He's very much involved with all the events that we are currently doing in the city of Ansonia, the, from Rock the Valley to the summer concerts that we're having. And I think he would be an asset on the Board of Aldermen. And I'm hoping that you vote in favor of him tonight. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I will open it up to Mr. Carroll. Roll call Okay, can you set that up for either Villers or Short? It's already set up. Uh, upon your name being called, I request that you either respond with Villers or Short. Okay, please proceed. Carol? Short. Stowe? Mr. Short. Vaccaro? Ralph Villers. Janetti? Short. Caslagas? Short. Cassetti? Villers. Raiden? Short. Henry? Ralph Villers. Blackwell. Ralph Villers. DeLibro. Ralph Villers. Tripp. Joshua Schur. Six. Schur uh, is six. Villers five. Seward six. Villers five. 
That uh, concludes. Make a motion to adjourn. Um, Wait a minute. So and we should point out that there's two Cassettis. One's there. One's an alderman. He's the son. Oh, yeah, the the Mister Cassetti referred to during the whole uh, palaver over the roll call vote. What word? Palaver. Okay. Uh, that's Fifth Ward Alderman Anthony Cassetti, the mayor's son. And then we heard from the mayor himself talking about his uh, nominee for the Sixth Ward Alderman position, Ralph Villers. Okay. So, I mean, I've never really seen this happen in the valley usually what happens when there's a vacancy yeah. on a legislative body the political party gets together this is what i've seen in derby they do a caucus and they nominate a person uh to fill the vacancy and it's that's it it's done mm. uh so what's going on there's obviously a rift between mayor cassetti and the president of the board of aldermen mm-hmm. phil trip can you talk about when it started at least publicly. Yeah, at least publicly. Not that you have information yeah, yeah. privately <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you've, you're holding on to yeah, it. Yeah, at least you know we've it, written it about sort this of, before. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sort of bubbled over publicly uh, the first time in uh, after uh, after Cassetti was reelected, which was last November. They do a thing where they, you know, the president of the board of aldermen, they all get together and elect a president of the board of aldermen. Phil Tripp had been the president of the board of aldermen during Cassetti's first uh, term, his first two years in office. Uh, Cassetti wanted uh, Lori Vaccaro, who we've heard from on the recording, uh, to take Tripp's spot as president of the board of aldermen. The the two are, you know, close allies. They're closely connected. Um, that didn't sit well with Tripp, who, uh, you know, was not pleased by it. Um, and, you know, I wasn't there, uh, but the, before like the, the meeting, the Aldman's meeting where this, uh, presidential election was to occur, um, they have caucuses in the mayor's office and, you know, several people who were in that room said that like, you know, there was yelling and screaming back and forth between, uh, trip and the mayor but ultimately Vaccaro said you know I'll withdraw my candidacy like let's put up a united front they all came into the meeting trip was reelected as president uh, unanimously um, but then as the as you know th- th- that had clearly taken its toll on the relationship I think and when was that that was in January that was in uh, December okay and then uh, as the budget process for this year st- uh, started up uh, there was the whole, uh, you know, there was another sort of separate controversy where the mayor uh, essentially fired the controller, uh, Bill Nimmons, who's the president of the Board of Aldermen. Um, and the trip sort of, I guess, you know, he, he sort of sided with Nimmons over in that whole uh, dispute. And, um, you know, it wasn't just, you know, like in a city where there's, you know, 12 aldermen are all of one party. And it's the same party as the mayors that you like, you know, you, you, you could be forgiven for thinking that the board of aldermen's just a, a rubber stamp for whatever the mayor does. You know, people say that about Shelton. Um, but that's not the case in Ansonia because, you know, Tripp as president has sort of been leading this block of, you know, at least six aldermen at, at, at Tuesday night's meeting. You know, it was him, Stowe, 
uh, Carol, Raiden, uh, the two Democrats. Uh, the one Democrat wasn't at Tuesday's meeting, but Joseph Gennetti, the other Democrat, was. They seem to be a sort of block in opposition to the mayor and his aldermen, if you want to call them that, which, you know, Vaccaro, Blackwell, Henry, uh, Delibero, and his son, um, Anthony. And, and, and as, you, as, we, as we've already heard, it's a very fine balance. The votes were 6-5. They were essentially ties with okay, Tripp yeah, deciding what, yeah. the, the vote. So, you know, when it comes to adding two new aldermen, you know, neither side is going to say, like, okay, like, I'm just going to, you know, vote for who you want. So, like, that, that gives your side two more votes, you know. It, like, I think they, they see this as, like, potentially tipping the balance of power until at least until the next election, which is a y- more than a year away at this point. All right, so here we go uh, back to it. I think So, yeah, at, th- at this point, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's as if the two, uh, two people whose trips block uh, nominated have been elected. That's, that's, you know. And do we know, you know, maybe you've reported this, and I'm just not that intelligent. I have a terrible me- memory. Were there, are there any policy differences within the Republican Party in Ansonia that would... I mean, the big one, dur- like during the budget season, it seemed, you know, the, the, you know, they were that block of aldermen was wanted to get the schools a little more money than you know, the mayor's block did. But, you know, they were all, you know, th- everybody wants to give the schools as much money as they need. But like, you know, they, they, they I guess the, the trip block had had fewer reservations than than the mayor's uh, voting block did about doing that. Okay, so this is a uh, we're 17 minutes into this recording. It goes on for another uh, five or six minutes. So we'll go back to it. Pursuant to the Ansonia City Charter, Section 8, Paragraph 14, I hereby disapprove and veto the votes taken by the Board of Aldermen Special Meeting of August 9, 2016. This veto is issued on the grounds that the City of Ansonia Charter, Section 8, Paragraph 15 was not followed in making nominations for the election of the Board of Aldermen. I hereby veto these nominations for the Board of Aldermen. <coughs> so uh, that's Mayor Cassetti vetoing in a dramatic mm. moment of this Board of Aldermen meeting, uh, vetoing the uh, nominations by Phil Tripp's block. Uh, I haven't seen a veto since Mayor Steferi in Derby, but he usually would... Uh, the next day, yeah, Vito yeah, would, on the slide. yeah, I'd have to, yeah, it would be in a file with the town clerk, uh, or something like that. But Mayor Cassetti, I mean, w- well, we weren't there. I'm wondering. It sounds like he had that prepared. Yeah, he I think I think it, it sounded like he was reading. He knew this was a, coming. I, you could, yeah, you could draw that inference. I'm gonna draw it. I would like my uh, objection recorded on the city, on the. Uh, and I'd like to make a motion that we. Do we have any idea who was that an elected official or somebody? It sounded in the like somebody in the audience. Okay, back to it. Excuse me, Mr. Tripp. Uh, yes, Mr. Libro. Okay, for the second time, can you please ask the audience to refrain from their comments? If they're, if they're going to continue this, Mr. Tripp, they should be asked to leave. Yeah, that's that's a couple strikes. You're embarrassing the city of Ansonia. And I think that's somebody else in the audience saying that you're embarrassing the city of Ansonia. Although, you know, 
because I read the register story the next day, and we've been getting uh, emails and some <sighs> phone calls from people asking, like, why we didn't write about this just because we weren't there, we were busy. But, uh, I mean, God bless open government. Mm. You know, this is open government. Sometimes Democracy it, in action. Yeah, it, sometimes it's not pretty. Um, I will not that this is ugly. I mean, uh, now that I listen to it, it's not quite... Uh, I thought it was going to be, like, fisticuffs. <laughs> Ask... The people sitting here so, uh, to refrain, the audience to refrain. All right. I think a majority of the aldermen have voted. If, if the mayor so chooses to use a veto, which I need to research, we will look into it. All right. But a majority of the aldermen have already voted. All right. And the veto is not going to overturn a majority of what the aldermen have voted. But that technically it does, like, right? Because uh, that's what a, that's the whole purpose of a veto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's saying that symbolically, I think you know the the the, the aldermen voted the way they did, even if it was You're negating the will. Veto. Yeah, uh, it's fascinating to hear this sort of political craftsmanship mm. happening live. Mr. President, just a note on, on the way the uh, Section Eight Fourteen does work, and that's Corporation Counsel mm -hmm. John Marini. Work. The veto can be overturned by two-thirds vote. Well, obviously, by the voting done tonight, I don't think that's going to happen. So right now, as it stands, a majority of the voting board of Allman is in disagreement with the mayor. Mr. Carroll, please. I don't know how popular this is going to be, but I am appalled, thoroughly appalled. We, the board of Allman, the majority, whether people like it or not, uh, on this board, we voted for two people. They won. Uh, there are other things that are happening with City Hall. I'm beginning to wonder why we even have board of all. Contracts are being signed. City Charter, that's the mayor's duty. Bids are being signed. That's that. I'm sorry. The contracts are being signed. That's up to the board of all. Bids are being accepted. That's up to the board of aldermen. Now we have a veto. You know, we we have an important business to do. And I agree with Charlie. If people do not like what the board of aldermen vote us out in, at the next election and vote in who they want. Thank you, Mr. Carroll. So noted. Uh, I will entertain a motion for adjournment at this time. Now. Alderman Carroll bringing up these, which seems to be, okay, here's the real mm. issue here. We think the mayor is uh, overstepping his boundaries and signing documents that he shouldn't be, I guess, without Board of Alderman review. Has that come up publicly before? or uh, Not that not that I've seen. I, I like uh, Alderman Carroll, uh, like he'll, you know, take issue every now and then, like procedurally with certain things. But, uh, they, but yeah, that's something that, cries out for more specifics. Yeah, I wonder why don't they just talk about that yes. instead of... That's but a anyway. question. And, and maybe under, n under new business, they, they could, but uh, that has not happened. Yeah, it has. Uh, interesting. All right, back to it. Three minutes left. Uh, Mr. Black. Right, I just have one question. Uh, for the city charter, Mr. Marini, does the mayor have every right to be that vote? It's the part of the checks and balances. And with a two-thirds majority, that could be overturned. Right. It's part of the checks and balances built into the city. So could I ask for a roll call vote on the mayor's veto with a two-thirds majority? You have to have two-thirds of the majority to overturn what we voted. 
That's the way no, it works. No, two-thirds majority have overturned the mayor's veto. So as of now, the veto stands. Correct. Exactly. The veto stands unless the majority I just want to make sure that's the right Two-thirds vote to overturn. So we need two-thirds majority of the Board of Aldermen in order to overturn the mayor. It's so right now, the mayor in charge of the Board of Aldermen acts with the approval of the mayor or with a two-thirds vote over his so the mayor's veto stand doesn't make sense. Alderman Reagan. Before we adjourn, I just think it's really a sin because the people in this town want to see progression. And I have two inches of information that I have read for this meeting and expected to have a full board of aldermen to discuss it. And I think that's what they expected to hear. They didn't more in turn interested in what's going on in the city rather than a fight amongst the Board of Aldermen. I'm sorry. Mr. That's Stone. the way I feel about it. First of all, just to cap off Ms. Ray, I fully intend to, to do this, finish this meeting and take care of the city's business. That's what I'm here for. I ran a business. This is childish what's going on here. Um, I would request, I'd like to make a motion I would like to have somebody that is a, a charter specialist, professional. I would like that person paid by the city, and I would like that person to come here and explain to us what is what we did, what is right, and what is wrong. I, I you can't. Unfortunately, all my respect to the city council, I, I have the most utmost respect for him. I consider him a close friend. However, he is uh, act obviously he is leaning to one side. It's not, that's not true. Please let me finish, Mr. Murray. Mr. John Marini, I have to inform you that Alderman Stowe has the floor, not Corporation no Council. Going to accuse me of being biased. Order in the chambers. I ask for order. I ask for order and I ask to finish and anybody can say whatever they want after I'm finished. And as I was saying, with the utmost respect, and I, as a and also I consider him a friend. I believe that Mr. Marini is is sided towards the mayor's office, which is fine. So I think we need to have an individual come here that, ha that has no bias to tell us what's going on. So that if I made a mistake, I would like to know. If I made a mistake and my vote isn't right. I would like the right individual to be placed on this board, whether it's the mayor's or what the Board of Aldermen voted. Thank you. Is it, I Carol. have a motion. I'm going to need a uh, Well, under our agenda, I can't do that right So he wants a second opinion, is what he yeah, just asked for. A second yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, there's interesting. This Although uh, Marini's opinion at the beginning was just that, Hey, the charter is conflicts. I, yeah, I think it, I don't know if he was referring to the, oh, the veto. veto. Oh, or, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It, it, they, during the they got to clean up that as, charter, yeah, yo. As as, as uh, Trip just said, uh, they couldn't do that at that special meeting because it wasn't on the agenda. So you know, thumbs up to you, Phil Trip, for uh, knowing that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Um, because you see a lot. Of the, right. This isn't on the agenda, but let's just vote on right. it anyway. Um, executive session personnel. Uh, so if needed. So, yeah, he's he's asking for a second opinion. And it's interesting because this sort of uh, you saw an element of this in Derby. But that's where, you know, there was a board of aldermen with a major Democratic majority and then a Republican mayor. You know, the Democratic aldermen were like, well, is this 
this guy's supposed to be our lawyer, but is he giving is he giving us the best advice for us or is he, you know, essentially on the mayor's side being the mayor's counsel in Sonia you John Marini the corporation counsel used to be a Republican alderman so you'd think they'd be all you know chummy which they they were for two years but I guess the honeymoon's over now what do you steal a Mike Mako's line <laughs> I forgot about that but uh well, not ex- and then the, and like yeah the, he's uh, you know uh you know, the Marini got upset. I think you sort of heard that because he's saying, you know, challenge, yeah. you're you're saying I'm unethical as an attorney. Right. Attorneys yeah, are that's not gonna, you know, yeah. they're not they're gonna be upset by that. Yeah, we get like when people say we're biased, as I do a daily basis on our <laughs> Facebook feed. It's like, wait, whoa, what? That's like accusing a cop of taking money. All right, so here we go back to it. Right now, you're gonna have to bring that up in the new business, in the regular meeting. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Mr. Carroll. We have a motion on the floor to adjourn. Is there a second? A second. Second by Mr. Uh, Cassetti. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? It's mine. So moved. I'm calling for a 10 minute break before we start the regular meeting. Okay, so that was it. Now, uh, so that was earlier in the week. Uh, like I said, it's uh, uh, Friday the 12th as we record this. That's from the 9th. Have we heard? I mean, obviously, you know, we've been busy. This week, as reporters doing other things, we covered uh, the brown water that was plaguing residents uh, in Ansonia, parts of Derby, parts of Seymour, Woodbridge. Uh, you carry, I mean, you, you you just came back from a federal sentencing. You wrote a preview of that. Uh, so it's been a busy week. Have we heard anything else? It's now 5 o'clock on a Friday. Well, I, quit. I watched the video of the, oh. That's oh, that's uh, a whole other thing. thing. Oh, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Usually there was a. So uh, soon after Cassetti was elected, the alderman voted to spend about $10,000 to put two cameras in their aldermanic chambers. $10,000? It was like, yeah, 9000 and change, like to install it and everything. And then they hired a part-time guy to sort of oversee it. And then the meetings are recorded every month and posted to YouTube. So obviously when, you know, everybody was talking about what had happened at the alderman's meeting uh, Tuesday, when everybody was talking about the next day, we went to check the uh, city's YouTube page, and just the regular meeting was uploaded, not the special meeting before the uh, regular meeting. The fight didn't make it. Yeah, the fight, for some reason, wasn't recorded, and uh, you know, I asked a few rather pointed questions about that, and the answer I got was basically the person in charge of the recording didn't know he was supposed to record special meetings. He just recorded regular meetings, but it's now been made clear that they should record all meetings of the alderman, uh, at least those in aldermanic chambers where there's $10,000 worth of equipment on the wall. I guess. So so that's why there was no video. So yeah, this. that's why there's no video. But there was video of the subsequent regular meeting. And at the end of that, under new business, they brought up the whole let's get a second opinion matter again. And there was, you know, about there was a lot of discussion back and forth. Um, and they ultimately voted, I think it was 8-2, to go ahead and get that second opinion uh, from, uh, you know, I don't think oh. they had a dollar amount attached to it uh, or a, p- a specific person. I think it was just like a, a charter expert or something. Um, but I was just, uh, I've since, I was told this afternoon that the mayor has uh, filed a veto of that vote oh. uh, in the clerk's office. But I, I can't confirm it because uh, the city hall closed at, you know, twelve thirty or one today, 
and I was still up in Hartford, uh, you know, when that happened. So, I mean, like, I, I, I haven't seen the veto, but I've been told. That's that surprising to me. Why? That, that opinion. You got to get Mayor Cassetti in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that the, the second opinion might have been uh, vetoed, too. Uh, interesting. I, you know, I, I'll credit everybody on the Ansonia Board of Aldermen and Ansonia government for having that discussion in public. Mm. You know, True. it's nice. You know where people stand, and that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. And Other and places yeah, yeah. that would have been behind closed doors. No, yeah, and definitely. Uh, and uh, open government in action. Mm-hmm. I thought there was something else I wanted to say, but now I can't remember. Well, you should apologize, whoever the random caller was, the nice woman who I, called I think yesterday. I know who it was, but yes, I'm sorry. There were we were. I got a little punchy yesterday with. Uh, yeah, why don't you take next week off? Seriously, callers uh, asking where that story. People want to know. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the, yeah, that was good to see. You as hung well. up on somebody. Not, not the first time yet. That was good well, to see as well. That I don't want that yes, out there in the. Sorry. Uh, we're a nonprofit. You know what I mean? Like that was good to see that. Uh, you know, there we were people like there the were people. two reporters there who wrote stories about it within hours, but uh, people people were looking out for our story. So yeah, thank you for reading. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the uh, I don't like as to how this will play out. You know that'll will obviously be. So right now there's still two vacancies on yeah, the Ansonia board. Yeah, there's still twelve aldermen, and uh, you know it seems like uh, if you say it seems like a, a six-five split or a seven-five split. So obviously it it would mean a lot whoever gets appointed to those two slots until the next election. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they will be, go behind closed doors between now and the next meeting and, and come up with some sort of compromise. But no one's it listening. Seems we're, like we're, f- we're 50 minutes into this. No one's listening to us at this point. We can say anything. OK, I could, I could give the uh, my my secret recipe for fettuccine Alfredo. Then talk about your black hand membership from a previous <laughs> podcast. All right. But uh, hey, this is experimental. We've never done something like this before. Uh, but that's what we do here. You know, we just try stuff. So. For uh, Ethan Fry Yo. and Sonia Reporter, I'm Eugene Driscoll. I'm, I'm sorry, I just got a Facebook message I'm reading as I'm trying to talk. I don't think I was meant to get it. We'll uh, see you next time on Valley Naval Gazing. Some have sent down through history. If you last, it's a mystery. But I guess they don't know what they're talking about. From the mountains down to the sea, you've become such a habit with me.